enchanted. Years later, when friends asked why I gave up all the excellent affordable schools in California for the University of Virginia, I explained that I was a hopeless romantic and fell in love with the beauty, the serpentine brick walls, the history, and especially those enchanting mansions, which I quickly learned were the raucous homes of the fraternity boys. But the practical reason I gave was that I went to study American history where our country's history began. From Virginia's brick buildings and white-columned architecture, I headed not to the altar, but to graduate school at Talbot School of Theology in Southern California, where I studied the philosophy of religion and ethics. All the students at Talbot were required to attend a formal counseling session at the university clinic. The school wanted to determine our psychological health, and since so many graduates of the school would one day be offering pastoral training to church members, the school wanted us to see what it feels like to be on the other side of therapy. On the day of my session, I sat on a brown and yellow-flecked couch, noticeably lower to the ground than the straight-back chair holding my new psychologist. He had already impressed me with two things. He was uncomfortably close to my age, and he was bald. I started by sharing some of the things I loved to do and tried to keep the conversation casual and light. He didn't say much, just sat there scribbling notes. After an awkward silence, in which I realized how different this was from other psychology sessions I had encountered, I grew more and more uncomfortable. The man looked down at his yellow legal pad and ventured a single comment. I notice your interests are feminine. I think it was meant as an enlightening, now you can be unshackled observation, but I felt accused and bewildered. Femininity had never been a liability before. What now? Should I apologize? He continued. You sew, knit, paint, play piano, cook and read. You want a large family. And at the time, I still wanted 12 children. He continued slicing apart some of my favorite activities. As I listened to him, I raised my walls of self-defense. My eyes darted to the clock. Forty-five more minutes of this. It was grueling. Relief flooded me when I finally fled the session, out the glass doors and into my little Toyota painted periwinkle. Periwinkle? Is that too feminine, too? That afternoon... Five years ago was where this book began. My strange encounter with the psychologist got me thinking about femininity in a way I never had before. What is femininity? Is something wrong with it? Is anything right about it? When I began to think about it, I realized I had been receiving cues about appropriate femininity from my earliest days. My family told me what appropriate women's roles were. My church told me how girls and women should comport themselves. The magazines I read gave me pictures of femininity. Even my female teachers at school offered a certain model of femininity. Of course, not all the messages I received about femininity were compatible with one another. Five years ago, if I had closed my eyes and thought feminine... I would have imagined makeup counters, where I wasn't permitted to dabble until high school, lingerie, definitely off-limits until vows were spoken, corsets, garters, heels, perfume, and wild wind-blown hair, which my mother told me was a stumbling block for men, 
encourage me to keep my tresses up and unnoticed. Being feminine meant being subtle, demure, modest, nurturing, matronly, big-breasted, slim-waisted, curvaceously-hipped, and, of course, wearing lots and lots of lace. Femininity was all the outer stuff. By high school, I was good at copying the trappings of femininity. A co-worker had once told me, never leave the house without lipstick and earrings. So I added that rule to my list. Popular girls didn't wear glasses. So I got contacts after going through seventh grade with bright purple frames. Sexy women always revealed some curves, so I learned to do that as well. Somewhere along the way, fashion and sex appeal, sassy skirts and dangly earrings knit their way into my understanding of proper femininity. To confuse matters.